Well, hello, and we welcome you to another uh, podcast, and I trust that you enjoy our time together as we go through our study um, of the book of Philippians. I want to remind you that the, the podcast is um, designed more to be just a running commentary, uh, type of, of um, commentary, uh, or, or, or podcast rather than and being a, um, a, a theological uh, exposition of, of, the, of the text. And as we look at the book of Philippians, we're reminded that Paul is encouraging his, uh, um, these are the, the, the Christians in Philippi uh, to live with, uh, with joy in their lives. The theme of the book, of course, is Philippians 4.4, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. And he is trying to emphasize to them the importance of us to enjoy the benefits of being a believer in Jesus Christ. I think about uh, so many of the circumstances that come in our lives that can literally rob us of our joy. I think about the untimely death of family or friends. Uh, I think about the financial hardships that some of us may have to face as we go through life. I think about all the disappointments in personal relationships that we experience and cause us to lose our joy. As a matter of fact, we're in the midst of our study in chapter 2, and Paul is actually dealing with this matter of, of relationships and how they can, uh, they can be the thief of our joy. As we come to chapter, chapter 2, we talked about the first few verses, verses four, first four verses in an earlier podcast, but today we begin our, um, our, our discussion in, uh, uh, in the book of Philippians in chapter 2 and verse 5. And verse 5, uh, Paul says that this mind be in you, which also was also in Christ Jesus. Um, when you when you look at that that word mind, he's talking about our seat of emotions. He's talking about our heart. Let me put it where you understand. He's talking about our attitude. We all have the same attitude in our lives, even toward others, that Jesus had. Now, in the in the remainder of this chapter. Paul literally gives um, three illustrations of people that he considers to be examples to follow as far as our relationship with other people. Now, the verse five, the very the verse I just read, gives to us and identifies the first of those examples was it's the supreme example, the greatest example. That is the example. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you really want to know, have joy in your life, you want to have fullness of joy, you want to you know, have joy unspeakable and full of glory, you want to really find out what it means to have the joy of the Lord being your strength, you want to, you want to experience all of those kind of things, then we have to emulate, we have to copy uh, the attitude and the actions even of the Lord Jesus and then some others that he gives as examples throughout chapter number two. 
Let me give it to you uh, just as a sort of an opening for, uh, for the, this study from chapter 5 to the end of the chapter. Paul talks about Jesus being our supreme example in uh, verses 5 through 8. Then beginning in verse number uh, uh, verse number uh, 17 through 24, Paul talks about how that he and Timothy, now you could divide that in two, I understand, but I, I combine the two because Paul kind of puts he and Timothy, a father and son relationship spiritually as one, as being examples of dealing with relationships with others. And then, and then Paul gives the, the last of his examples, and he uses a man by the name of Epaphroditus. Now, I wonder why he would use him. Well, one reason, and when we get there, we'll talk about it, is that Epaphroditus had a right relationship with people even when it wasn't comfortable for him to do so. So, these are the examples that Paul gives. Now, let, now let's go back and look at, at, at the example. Now, I understand there's some great theological uh, truths that are nuggets hidden in verses 5 through 8 of, of the book of Philippians. And we don't have, well, we don't have time, and, I, and, and nor is it my intent to deal with those things. I'm trying to deal with more of a practical thing, that things that would help you and I in our walk with the Lord how we could have the fullness of joy. And when you look at Jesus, the first thing that you have to conclude is that he came, and the verses here even state that he came as a servant. Notice what he says in verse number six. Who being in the form of God, thought he not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men who being in the form of God. The, that, those terms denote his deity. Jesus was God. He didn't become God. He was God. He left heaven's glory as the second member of the Godhead, God, and came and entered the womb of a virgin maiden, was born, and lived 33 years as a man. And he was tempted in all points, like as we, the Bible says, and yet without, without sin. So he, he took upon him the form of a, of a servant. He never ceased to be God. That's an important aspect to note. He emptied himself. That's what the words of no reputation in verse 7 literally mean. He emptied himself of his position and even somewhat of his power, for he... he drew upon the power of his father to do the miracles that he did. But he never ceased to be God. But he did become a servant. Now, if you relate that to your life and my life, let me just tell you how I see that. I see that as regardless of your position in life, regardless of the power that you have in life, if you're really going to be happy, you got to learn to be a servant. You got to learn to serve others. Lee Robertson had a little note behind his desk that said, Live for others. Well, <laughs> boy, that's so true, isn't it? If we live for others, our joy will be full. We can rejoice in the Lord. And again, we, I, can, I can tell you, we can rejoice. 
So learn to be a servant. Now, wait a minute. Being a servant sometimes entails more than what we may anticipate. Now, Jesus anticipated because he was God and he knew. He knew his plight when he was born. He knew his ultimate end would be the death of the cross. But in verse number 8, it says, And being found in, uh, in the likeness of man, uh, as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. The second thing, if, if we're going to really have joy in our life, we've got to learn how to sometimes say no to ourself and yes to the needs of others, even to the point that we may have to sacrifice. Sometimes our sacrificial giving is the greatest source of our joy. I, I, I just want us to understand that Paul is trying to teach these believers that the Christian life is, a not, is not a matter of how much you can get. It's how much you can give. How much you can serve. Even to the point of, of a sacrifice. And he uses Jesus as the premier example. He is our example. He was the God-man, 100% God, 100% man, yet he became a servant, yet he was willing to sacrifice his life on a cross that you and I might have eternal life. My point in the podcast today is, is an emphasis for all of us to take a look at our lives. Some of us are just existing. The joy is gone. The excitement of life is gone. You say, well, how can I get it back? Live as a servant. Live sacrificial for the benefit of others. Look around you. See those in need. Reach out to them. Offer them an assistance. Bless them. Sacrifice if need be. Say no to yourself. And yes, to the needs of others. Jesus is our, our supreme example. Now, the next podcast, we'll take kind of a parenthetical uh, leave of these examples, and we'll talk about how that because Jesus was willing to be the servant, willing to be the sacrifice for the sins of man, God the Father elevates him and blesses him and gives him standing that he never would have had otherwise. We'll talk about that on the next podcast, beginning in verse number 9 and going through about verse number 16. So I hope you'll tune in for the next podcast. Call your friends and tell them about the podcast. Uh, I only do this because I, had such a, I have such a burden to be able to just simply teach the Bible. No agenda not trying to be controversial, just simply teach the Word of God. I hope you've enjoyed our simple explanations today. I hope you'll tune in next time. Until next time, this is Rudy Holland saying God bless you and uh, have a great day and goodbye.